Good morning. Good morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And welcome to Word of Life Ministries. Glory be to God. God is good. And we are here to hear from the Word of God. We're here to magnify His name, the name of Jesus. We're here just to love on Him as He has already demonstrated His love towards us in sending His Son, Jesus, to die for us. He rose for us and He's seated at the right hand of the Father for us and we are in Him. Glory be to God. Isn't it awesome to turn in and hear good news? Jesus is alive. That's good news. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So I welcome you to Word of Life Ministries again, to our Facebook family, to our church family, to our, our natural family, our friends, everyone who's tuning in, you are welcome, you are blessed, you are loved. We love you, but more so, our Lord loves you. So God is good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, I'm going to be, as I guess you may have figured, maybe, possibly, I will be bringing forth the word today in love. Keep that in, in love. Glory be to God. And um, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about pride. And my topic for today, subject title is, you are the problem. Okay, don't jump back. Don't get, don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. It's all gonna, you know, it's all gonna pan its way out. But I thought that would get your attention, that you are the problem. How often do we blame other people, other things, situations? There's always something or someone to point the finger at. But have, have we ever considered that I may be the problem in a given situation? I could really be the problem. And what happens is we miss it because it couldn't be me. So we actually miss the problem because it, it's because we're it. Okay? So, with that being said, we're going to um, open our Bibles. If you haven't gotten your Bible open already, open your Bible. We're going to start at Proverbs 13. 13.10. That's where we're going to start. Proverbs 13.10. And that says, Only by pride cometh contention. Let's read that again. Only by pride cometh contention. With the well-advised is wisdom. How many ways, avenues, ways, does pride come? Does contention come? How many ways does contention come? The Bible tells us only by pride. That's how, that's where it comes from. Only by pride. So this contention, let's, let's look at contention. Contention. This is what pride brings. Quarreling. Strife. Contention is quarreling and strife, okay? And strife comes anger, envy, jealousy, malice, bitter conflict, discord, antagonism, struggle, 
clashes, competition, or rivalry. That says a lot, right? Then, in quarreling, an angry dispute or altercation, a disagreement marked by a temporary or permanent break in a friendly relations, relationship, hostile feelings, complaining, and finding fault. All of this, all of this in contention, but grounded from pride. These are the things that come out of pride. So we can see that pride, if I allow myself to, to allow pride to come out of my heart, we can see that it brings so many things that definitely isn't God. That's not his character. That's not in his heart. That is not him. And the desire of our heart is to be like him. Because once, if we're born again, if we've, if we've accepted Jesus Christ in our heart, then we have the love of God, and that's what should be on display, is his love. So we're going to keep going with this. And um, and Obadiah, so we keep that in mind. Remember that verse, that only by pride cometh contention. So if there's any areas in my life, in our life, that things should not, things are kind of off balance, you may say. If there's anything that does not, it's not God, then is it there because of pride? That's the question. Is there some way I've allowed pride into my heart and now these things are happening? I'm confronted with these things. Well, I need to deal with these things. Quote, I need to deal with these things. All right? These are things I need to deal with. So how do I do that? How do I handle these things? But first, let's go. Let's look at Obadiah. I want you to really get this. I want you to, I, want, I'm gonna, I may be repeating it, but I want you to get it. Because before you can correct something, you've got to realize it's there. Because as long as you don't realize it's there, it's going to stay there. And it's going to get rooted and grounded because you don't even know it is there. So let's, let's, let's dig these things up. Let's search our hearts right now. Let's search our hearts. In Obadiah, verse uh, 1, chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 3, Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 3, and it reads, Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 3, The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the cleft of the rock, whose inhabitation is high, that saith in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? Mm, mm, mm. You are so high. You are you are you think so highly of yourself. Who can bring me down to the ground? The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Pride is a is a way is deception. If you're prideful, you've set your you've positioned yourself to be deceived. And no one. No one wants to be deceived in any way, form, or fashion. No one. But if pride has entered in, then yes, you're in a position that you can be deceived. And look, um, let's go to Galatians. Go, 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 let's go to Galatians as well. And we're going to look at go to Galatians chapter six. Glory be to God. This is a this is an ugly 
evil things. And it's not God. It's not God. So we don't want, we don't even want, let's go back to, um, no, we're going to Galatians chapter, we're going to Galatians chapter, chapter 6. But think, uh, guys, remember, remember back in the garden, and, if, and when Eve was deceived, Adam sinned, but Eve was deceived, because she listened to someone, the serpent, who was so subtle, so subtle, the Bible says he was subtle, and when, you're, um, when a person is subtle, they set you up. You don't even see it coming. They set you up. And then you're, then you're knocked off your horse, and you're like, how did that happen? Because they were so, because their approach, their language, their mannerisms, everything was so subtle that you didn't even see it. And you've been deceived, and then at some point, the truth, the truth comes to light. And you're like, wow, how did that happen? Deception caused it to happen. So we don't want to be deceived in any way. But in Galatians chapter 6, verse 3, let's read that. Um, for if a man think him, let's, let's read verse 1 to 3, okay? Brethren, talking to us, brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Please, I, 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 I beseech you, I urge you. I don't care where you are in your walk of faith. I don't care. When I'm saying I don't care, take it, you know, as a term. Don't think I don't care in my heart. What I'm saying is, regardless of where you are, if you're, if you're a new Christian, you know, you've just come into the family, you're a new believer in Christ Jesus, or you've been serving the Lord Jesus for 90 years. You are not above or beyond the enemy trying to deceive you, trying to set you up. So keep that in mind. Brother, if any man be overtaken on fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest to prevent the possibility thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. My brothers, my sisters, if you're going through something, I hook up and I go with you. We we come, we join. I join my faith with your faith. We walk it. We walk through this thing, and we get the victory. Glory be to God, because there is victory when you go through this thing. There is victory because of Jesus Christ and His finished work. Verse three. For if any man think himself to be something which he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Do not deceive yourself. Do not think that you are this, I don't know what term you want to use, this whatever. You're deceiving yourself. Even when they talk, even when Jesus said, Jesus said, you know, don't call me good. Jesus said, don't call me good. And how many of you want loving people pat you on the back and say, oh, you're such a great man. You're such a great woman. Jesus himself said, don't call me good. There is none good but the Father. None good but the Father. So please, we don't want to deceive ourselves. Let's go to Proverbs 27 and verse 2. Proverbs 27, verse 2. Glory be to God. Um, 
I'm, I'm gonna, I'm telling you that I'm gonna continue this because we're gonna expose some things, but even in the ex exposure, there's there's a good side that we're gonna get to, wonderful side we're gonna get to because of what Jesus has done and because of who we are in Him. So glory be to God. I just want, I just now, I just want to um, to wake you up to some things, to to bring your attention to some things. Proverbs 27, verse 2, which reads, well, verse 1, get my pastor right. 27, 1, boast not thyself of tomorrow, but thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. I mean, we're not even to... We're not even we're not even to boast of what's to come. We don't you know we don't boast of that. Because it's because the scripture tells us there's enough in today. There's enough evil in today. So let's live each day to the glory of God. I'm serious about that. Let's live each day to glorify God. Not to glorify man, not to find, not to exalt ourselves. But let's live each day to glorify God. And he says, Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth. I've heard this, and I'm sure some of you have heard this. I've heard people say, I'm humble. Let them. If you're humble, you don't say you're humble. Because if you're humble, others will say you're humble. Others will say, Others will praise you. There's no, um, um, others will speak well of you. It's not for us. It's not for us to boast ourselves up. It's not for us to put others down. But it's not for us to boast ourselves up. It's not for us to pat ourselves on the back. Or to look in the mirror at ourselves and just and just like just go, mm, how great I am. No, we don't do that. That's not. That's the, that's you're being you're you're deceived. You're being you're deceiving yourself. And when you deceive yourself, you become the problem, because you're not seeing things through the eyes of God. And that's how we're to see. That's how we are to walk this life to view this life, to excel in this life, to have a victorious life, is in and through Jesus Christ. We talk so much about righteousness because we are, I'm putting are in parentheses, we are, the Bible says we are, so I can say we are, the righteousness of Christ in Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because he made us. He made us righteous. So there's nothing wrong with it. What's wrong is our not accepting who we are. Knowing who we are. Walking in who we are. Showing others not who we are, but who Christ is. And that's what we're to do. 
if we can continue, if we can continue to keep ourselves low so that Jesus can be exalted, if in our heart, if our heart, as we continue this walk, as our heart, our mind stays on the Lord, our heart is focused on Him, and we continue to live from our inner man, from the love that's in our hearts, His love that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, if we continue in that, what failure is there in that? There's none. There's no failure in his love towards us. But even greater, there's no failure in our love towards others. There's no failure in that. But what happens is pride causes, pride will cause me to focus on me. Pride will cause me to be so conscious of my emotions, of what others feel about me, of what people are saying about me. Pride makes me the center, what's in the center ring. Pride puts me in the center ring. That's what pride does. But the Word of God tells us, and Paul says, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me. That takes the focus off of me, and it puts it on Christ. And on what he did for me because he loves me. He loves me so much. There's no greater love than this. That a man will lay down his life for a friend. Jesus laid down his life for me. Before the foundation of the world, he loved me. And he knew he was coming. And he was going to fulfill his father's purpose for me. That's love. So I don't have to fight any battles because the battle's already been won. I don't have to lie in bed at night worrying because I'm resting. I've learned to rest in Jesus. How? Because I take his word and I trust and I believe his word. So I rest in his word. That's how I rest in him. Because I rest in his word. Because I find peace in his word. Because my faith, the faith that he's given me, he's given every man the measure of faith. That faith that he's given me, that he's placed in my heart, is all I'll ever need. Ever need. Because of his word. Because of what He's done. The same way he loves, he loves me, he loves you. Accept his love. I beseech you, I urge you to accept his love. But you know what? Pride won't let some of you even do that. Because pride won't even allow you to trust the word of God. Because you have too much, too much trust in yourself. Because you depend on you. And what's so, you know, what's, what's, what's so ironic about that is that even the you, you may not be aware of it, but it's there because of God. It's because of Jesus. 
all that you have, all that you you've earned, you know, your family. I mean, just look, look around you. Look and look right now, right now while you're, whatever time you're watching this, wherever you are watching this, look around you. And even the fact that you can look around you is a blessing from God. The fact that you are able, you know, you're sitting at the beach or you're sitting in your home or you're sitting or you're at work or wherever it may be, Thank God. Learn to thank God. You know, what happens is that we go, we go through life doing our thing from day to day, you know, our way, our thing. And then when we get into this place and we need a miracle, God grant me a miracle. You need, we need a miracle. And God, and he does, he does miracles. The Bible says at his will. He does miracles. He is a miracle-working God. But you know what else? You know what's even greater than a miracle? It's faith. Because you know what? If we learn to live by faith and to walk by faith and not by sight, yes. it will keep us from needing the miracle. Yes. If every day, every day is a faith walk, because God is so good to us and he loves us so much, He's constantly speaking to our hearts. And if we will listen, because he's constantly speaking to our hearts and preparing us and letting us know what's ahead. Yes. So that there's so many things that we're not even confronted with. Because that's what a good father does. So parents, and I'm speaking to you parents, to you fathers and to you mothers. Speak to your children. Don't let them run into a wall. Prepare them. But prepare them with the word of God. There's no greater preparation than the word of God. None greater because those words, when, when, when in situations, you're going to remember the word of God is going to rise up in you and in them. And you want the word of God to rise up in them. And it's going to prevent so many things from happening in their life. Glory be to God. God is so good. Right now, right now, I want you to, the scriptures that I've shared with you, and I'm going to go back, I'm going to read Proverbs 13.10, I want you guys, I want you guys to get a hold of this, and I want you to allow the Spirit of God to make you aware of areas in your life that there may be pride. Allow the Spirit of God. Because I'm telling you, Jesus does not want any, the scripture says, he wants none to perish. He wants all to come into repentance. That's his heart. He wants, he died for mankind. That's his heart, that all will come into repentance. But he is so good. He's not going to take over your life. But he would take over every area of your life that you would give to him. Now, he wants your whole life. He wants your whole heart. He wants you, spirit, soul, and body. He wants you completely. That's, what his, that's the desire of his heart, is to have you completely. But whatever you take, whatever you will, what, he will take whatever you will give him. He wants your whole heart. 
So allow him. Allow him. Allow his spirit to show you any area in your life where there might be pride hiding or lurking or trying to get in. So that thing can be dispelled. Proverbs 13.10 Only, only one way, only by pride comes contention. With the well-advised is wisdom. We're going to get into the well-advised in and in a, in a teaching coming going forward. But right now, we want you to be so aware. We want to make you aware. Like if, and anybody who's saying, there's no pride in my life, pride says that. Okay? So if that thought has come to your mind, that was pride. Okay? Glory be to God. Glory to God. So only by pride comes contention. And we'll go back. I want you to, you know, take note. Maybe you've experienced this at some point in your life, some of these things. Maybe, and, and if you haven't, you'll be aware so that ever in going forward, you'll be aware of it. And you can label it and you'll know where it's coming from. So, and strife. Anger, if you've been angry, that's pride. If you've been envious, that's pride. If there's been jealousy, that's pride. Because think about it, guys. All of these things are going to cause you to focus on you. Yes. You become the center. You're, you're it. Yes. Mm -mm. What did Paul say? He said that when he said, and I, I'm repeating myself, he says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. We are to die to ourselves. Is that hard to do? Yeah, with pride, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do, to die to yourself. But if you will allow the love of God, if you will allow the word to sink into your heart and become real to you. Allow the word be to become more real to you than your circumstances. Allow the word to become more real to you than anything that you're, that you're contending with or dealing with. Allow the word, apply the word to it and stand on it. You know, that you know, the Bible tells us that a, a, a man who wavers, you don't need to ask nothing of God. Because, you know, you know what you're wavering is? It's like when things are good, then you, you know, you're up here. And God is so good. God is so good. Praise God. Hallelujah. But when things knock you down here, oh, my Lord. God, where are you? Where are you at? Why did you forsake me? Oh, man. I mean, your whole posture changes. Your word changes. Jesus. You're wavering. Don't even ask nothing. Because when you were out up here, you thought you were in faith, but you weren't. Because you were, you were up here, you thought you were in faith, but the circumstances were good. It wasn't faith, the circumstances were good. Mm, preach that. So that's where you, so now you think you're, you're, you're the big man of God. Mm. When you're down here, circumstances aren't so good. Come on. They're not so good. But you know what? Because you believe the word of God, yes. nobody knows the circumstances aren't good. Because you're still... <laughs> Saying the right thing. Hallelujah. Right? Your posture is still up. Your head is still yeah. high. Because you're grounded and you trust the word of God. Hallelujah. You trust his word. Glory be to God. So if you're wavering, the Bible says, don't even ask. Oh, my Lord. 
Listen to this, people. If you don't remember anything else that I have said or that I will say before this is over, remember this, okay? I'm gonna, I mean, I'm planting my feet right now as I, as I say this. Remember oh, this. You can not fool God. You can't fool him. I don't care what words come out of your mouth. I don't care what image you project to everybody else. I don't care what happens with your friends, with your family. I don't, none of it matters. You cannot fool God. He knows your heart. He searches the inner parts. He knows you better than you even know yourself. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He created you. He's the master designer. Yes. Who is it? Who's that? What's that guy's name? That Zucker, whoever that that did internet, Zucker. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, the guy who did the internet. Facebook. Face. Oh, it's Facebook. Who did the internet? Do you know? No, nobody knows. Oh, nobody knows. Oh, okay. Let's go. Let's let's go with Facebook. Since he did Facebook, let's go with Facebook. He designed it, or had the people to design it. However, it works. Yes. Right. And you may think you know Facebook. You don't know it better than the designers. That's right. You don't know it better than the designers. That's right. God designed you. Come on. He designed you. He knows parts of you that you don't even know are even there. Ooh. He designed you. He's the master designer. So glory be to God. Search your heart. Search your heart. Yes, Lord. Give your heart to him, Lord. Lord. I don't want, I don't want anything in me that's not like you. Yes. Lord, I want to live this life pleasing to you. That's the desire of my heart. So, with that being said, if you've experienced any of these things, it came out of pride. Strife, anger, envy, jealousy, malice, bitter conflict, discord, antagonism, a struggle, clash, Competition or rivalry. Let's keep going with with, with quarreling, um, a dispute or an altercation, a disagreement marked by a temporary or a permanent break in a friendly relationship. Pride was behind that. Hostile feelings. Pride is behind that. Complaining and finding fault. Pride is behind that. It's behind it. So many things we have taken as, as politically correct. So many things we have accepted as it's okay. Pride, if it's not like God, if it's not his character, if it's not who he is, if it doesn't represent him, pride is behind it. So come on, let's get with the program. Let's get with the word. <laughs> Let's get with the word of God. Yes. And what's so awesome about it? We aren't, we don't, we're not saying get with the word of God to, to, um, I don't want to say this. It's not to make, okay, it's not to quote, make me better. It's not about me. Paul said, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. So if I'm no longer following Christ, 
Don't follow me. But follow me as I follow Christ. His focus was Christ. My focus is Christ. It's the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's my focus. So as I focus on the word of God, then that word that's in my heart, that's, that's brought about my transformation, it's going to come out of my mouth. What's in my heart is going to come out of my mouth. And the, those around me will be blessed. And it's about blessing others. It's about others seeing Christ in you. It's about others wanting to be around you because of Christ in you. It's about, as we say, as, as, as we say it, as Pastor says it so often, it's about changing the atmosphere. And it's not you who does it. It's Christ. It's his presence in you. It's the Holy Spirit of the living God in you. Because when he walks into this place, he can walk into darkness. Bam, there's light. Mm. Because of his presence. Mm. His presence. Mm. Nothing, nothing is greater. And I want you guys to experience his presence. I want you guys to know this Jesus that came to earth, that lived and died and rose for mankind. Yes. He did it for you. Yes. And he knew that you would be here at this time. And he knows what you're going through at this time. But the one thing, that he, one thing that he knows is that you have the victory because of what he's already done. Now you receive his word. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. Yes. Our victory is in Christ Jesus. Don't, you don't have to. So, you, so many have been trying to do this on your own. That's why you keep... Running up against a wall because you keep trying to do it on your own. Stop. Mm. Stop. Mm. It's not for you. It's the battle's been won. It's not for you to fight. It's for you to rest. Rest. Rest in his word. Yes. Let his word become your words. Mm. Please. Mm. Allow his words to become your words. That's why he wants you to speak. He then the scripture says, speak the word. That's where the faith is. That's where the victory is. That's where the love is. That's where yes, the peace Lord is. Jesus. It's in the word of God, not in your words. Let your words minister grace to the hearers mm. because it's the word of God that you're ministering. Not your words, but the word of God. There's grace in his words. There's faith. It's built into his words. It's in his word. Glory be to God. So I, I, I urge you, I urge you, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is the time to do so. It's your day. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, Lord and Savior, develop that relationship. Work on that relationship. Let that relationship with Jesus be the number one relationship in your life. Let that relationship be first. Numero uno, the relationship with Jesus Christ. First and foremost, over, over the spouse, over your children, over your occupation, whatever it is, let his relationship be first. Because he deserves it. Mm. He's done everything. He's done everything. Yes. Those of you who are still waiting, don't wait anymore. Don't, there's nothing. He's not doing anything else. He's given us everything we need, could ever want or need in Christ Jesus' finished work. We have it all. 
We just have to believe and act on what we believe. Well, let me change that. Some will say act on what we believe, but it's not. we're not believing right. So we act on the word of God. We believe the word of God and we act on the word of God. Glory be to God. Those of you who don't know Jesus Christ, because this is this is real. This is a this life is a real life. Those of you who don't know the word, that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can. The Bible says if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead, you can be saved. Yes. He made salvation salvation so easy. Trust and believe. He made this walk so easy. Trust and believe. What we do at salvation, we continue to do throughout, throughout this walk of faith. We trust and we believe. Yes. Glory be to God. Why are we called believers? Why are we called believers? Because we believe. That's what we do. We believe. What do firefighters do? They put out fires. They're called firemen, but they put out fires. Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. So that's what, you know, we believe. We choose. Because there, there are a lot of things to believe, and we know that. We, we're not going down that path. We choose to believe the word of God. We choose to believe in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. We choose to believe that the Holy Ghost has sealed our eternity. We choose to believe that. We choose to walk in love. That's our choice. We choose to live and to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We choose that. That's our choice. Yes. That's our choice. Because yes. he's faithful to his word. Yes. He's faithful. <laughs> the Bible says let let, let, let every man be a liar, but God be true. He is the truth. He is the only truth. So I urge you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, ask him into your heart, wherever you are. Ask him to come into your heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, I believe that you came, that you died, and that you rose for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. And I ask you to live your life in me. He made it so easy. He made it so easy. Isn't he good? Mm, yes. Isn't he good? Yes. We can do this. <laughs> I'm telling you, we can do this. We can do this. Because it's Christ in us. Yes. Because we're resting in him. So with that being said, I urge, I, I urge you, again, remember, only by pride comes contention. When you get in that situation and you, and you sense pride rising up, you sense emotions rising up, label it and check yourself. Check yourself and see what you can do differently in that situation. See what you can do differently to manage it, to handle it to change it, and you see what you can do by turning this quickly, okay, Lord Jesus. He's always available. He's always listening and waiting. Just ask, okay, Lord, how do I handle this? And he gives you the answer. 
He's so good. And he loves you so much. And he loves me so much. And I thank you, Jesus, for your love. I thank you, Jesus, for your love. So, glory be to God. We love you guys. Jesus loves you more. We appreciate you so very much. We thank you. There's so many of you that are so faithful. You're here every Sunday. And there are those of you, and you're sharing this message every week. We appreciate you for doing that. And we ask those of you who, who aren't sharing it or haven't, if this message has blessed you, please share it. It will bless others. Share it. It's all about sharing Jesus. We're here to share Jesus. We're here to share Jesus. That's the desire of our heart, is to pull others out of darkness into his light. So do share the message. Um, with that being said, uh, I love you guys. The pastor loves you. Brother Jamal loves you. He's here faithfully every week, and we, we so appreciate, appreciate him and his family. And um, we love you guys. So take this word. Contact us. Um, go to our website. Contact us on Facebook. Message us. We want to hear from you. We will love hearing from you. And with that being said, I'm done. <laughs> Have a wonderful Sunday. Right now is Sunday. Have a wonderful